here. Welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former collegiate soccer player Chris Bistre. Chris started his collegiate career at Caldwell University in New Jersey, captaining the team as a sophomore before transferring to New Jersey Institute of Technology. A dynamic midfielder coming out of high school, Chris was named to the All-City second team and the All-Staten Island first team by the New York Post. Leading St. Peter's Boys High School with 11 goals and 10 assists as a senior, Chris graduated as a two-time Staten Island Advanced All-Star and helped his team to three consecutive Staten Island championships. A proud husband and father of one with another on the way, Chris now serves as vice president at a digital media company in the New York City area. Chris, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Thank you, my man. It's, it's been a while. I'm super excited to uh, get to chat it up with you a bit. For sure. Definitely. No, it's been me, me and Chris go way back. Um, I might refer to him as Bistre, sometimes Chris. I feel like Bistre, we know, everyone knew Bistre growing up. So um, no, nah, man, but we go, yeah, I think we go we go way back. And I, I've, I've spoken a few times on, on a couple of the episodes that I had so far about the state cups, um, you know, Silver Lake, I think was brought up in, in a, in a few of those episodes. So Silver Lake was like, that was, that was, first of all, Staten Island's in the house right now. Bistre is, yeah, man. is uh, you know, <laughs> representing Staten Island, uh, ever since we were younger. So, so, uh, Silver Lake, yeah. Silver Lake was a, was a club based out of Staten Island that just, um, that just had a had a good squad, a great squad growing up. Like you know, they always gave they always gave teams trouble. Specifically, Auburndale Soccer Club, the team I I, uh, I grew up playing with. You know, honestly, the the heartbreak is still real. But we lost to Silver Lake. <laughs> this was like this was like the first year that we were able to uh, to play in the state cup finals when we were like ten years old. Must have been like a two thousand six, I think, right? Yeah, it was a two thousand six. Okay, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And uh, yeah, man, like it was. Um, it was a uh, it was a rainy match up in like upstate. I want to say it was like Albany, um, yep. somewhere around there. And I'm I, I think I I think I, I said the score was six six three on one, but I think it was six four. I remember it being six four. I mean y'all y'all put six past us. <laughs> That's the point. Be it. Listen, it was fun, man. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great. Uh, that was a great match. I still have it on video. I think I watched it like like two years ago. You know, my, my sister was recording and she was all over the place with the camera. I mean, she missed so many goals. I was like, oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> but that'll have to be uh, our know, next hurt up, man. <laughs> Yeah. And um, nah, so they were, you know, they were they were that that team code that now and that always, always surprised people. And, you know, specifically, uh, and I, I pointed to this on one of my episodes, too, but I specifically remember y'all, you had like champagne and you were popping them under the tent. <laughs> it was like your typical, like, you know, what you see, I don't even know, like you watch sports these days, like you see like, I don't know, like Champions League final and then you kind of watch the other team celebrate and then they come back with like a vengeance. <laughs> I still haven't came back with that vengeance though, so it's still, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. man, I'll, I need that rematch. <laughs> yeah, it's 10 years old, popping bottles, it was great, you know? But, <laughs> I know, <laughs> Those, those days were incredible, man. I mean, if we could just go back in time, I still have my cleats from that from that game. It was the total nineties, the black and white ones, the kangaroo leather. Oh my god! Wow! And I still got them saved. So once my office is done, I'm going to put them up in my little uh, sports memorabilia section. <laughs> make sure to send you a picture of those. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's all up. But I still, and I don't know. Listen, I don't know if you remember this or not, but um, this was a different tournament. This might have been, 
you know, we're going back to maybe global, which was like an indoor tournament that, that a lot of us used to take part in. And I, I think, I think you all, you all had our number again and, um, but you ended up getting first place in the tournament. Silver Lake did. Auburndale ended up getting second. And I, I think I remember, I mean, listen, I'm I'm an emotional guy. I think I remember I was crying at the end. And then I I, I specifically remember, again, I don't know if you remember this, but you came over and you actually like gave me, I think it was like your medal and, yep. and, and just like that me up. So uh, you remember that? Yeah, it was Sports Fest. I know we hosted our first uh, indoor, oh, okay. indoor tournament. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was probably... That winter, right? And it had to be, you know, super recent from from when we played in the state cup. So, yeah, I remember we were walking out. It was my dad, your dad, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, yeah, you were, you, I think, you upset, whatever. So I ended up, you know, just giving you the trophy and put some smile on your face. So I was like, hey, oh man, that was that was big time. That was big time. Yeah. I still remember that. I was like, all right, this guy's a this guy's a real dude. But now, listen, like I don't know. <laughs> we're talking, but we were like, this was like, damn, could have been like. 15, 20 years ago. So I don't know if I ever said thank you, but thank you, bro. <laughs> no problem, man. Um, and you mentioned our dads. Yeah, that was another thing is that, you know, uh, we, we grew up with the, with the, there was always a few soccer players where, you know, they, their, their dads were very well known because they were just real, just active in the coaching world. I talked about my dad being the coach of my team and, and your dad, Zorin, shout out to Zorin, you know, a coach of, coach of your team. And, you know, everyone knew Zorin, Zorin Bistre, man. That guy was, um, that guy was, he was big, he was tall, uh, you know, kind of that like thick Croatian accent, right? Exactly, um, yep. <laughs> and we were always like, oh man, we're playing Zorin and Silver Lake. They always came with with energy, with, you know, with with aggression. But that's, that's I always remember that. I always remember that. Yeah, those are the best, man. <laughs> and then uh yeah and then we went off to play um we went off to play high school a little bit and um and, and chris played at i mentioned in the in the intro place chris played at st peter's boys high school out in staten island i played at archbishop malloy out in queens and um i think we met in what maybe like the semifinals or, or something that's like where you that. got your vengeance <laughs> i think i was just thinking that i was just thinking that yeah yeah that's and malloy you know we we got one again and i'm pretty sure it was another rainy day like real rainy day like cold freezing windy. yeah it was cold. oh man it's freezing yeah you're right you're right where'd we play that out was that out on like Rand- was that out on randall's island like icon uh, st Stadium? john's oh is that at st john's okay yeah, okay yeah. st john's gotcha gotcha i get the fields mixed up sometimes but uh but yeah and i specifically remember well for one you know, your mom was also very active. She was always <laughs> on the sideline cheering. And then that was one of the few games I remember like that my my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time, um, she came to and, you know, and then it was she was she ended up sitting right next to your mom. And then, you know, she was screaming, you know, like, go, Greg. And 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 then your mom was screaming, like, go, Chris. And your mom looks at her. She's like, who are you cheering for? She's like, Greg. She's like, you know, Greg. And then uh, that she always asked me, she was like, who? She was like, "Who is that lady again?" I was like, "That's Beastray's mom." She always remembers her because they like they like hit it off, started talking to her in the game. <laughs> Man, everyone knows my mom, especially the refs. <laughs> She's like <laughs> the, their worst enemy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> your mom is not afraid to give it to them. You know? You're not so between your mom and, and Zorin. Man, those those games are entertaining. Those games are entertaining. Uh, that game was well, crazy listen, too. What's that? That game was crazy too. They don't even break out. It's like a big brawl too. Yeah, was it that game? Yeah, because I thought we played y'all. Oh no, yeah, you're right. It was that game. Yeah, yeah. There was like a big fight at half fields. You know, a player. Yeah. I feel like it was a player on Malloy came and clocked somebody on, on St. Peter. It was bad. It was Good bad. Days. Like, you, 
you know, like the like the New York Post, like they love that. <laughs> they used to eat that up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the newspapers, like the local newspapers, used to. I mean, that was when, like, again, high school soccer was at an extremely competitive level, um, and 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 winning, you know, representing your high school was everything. Like winning state championship, a city championship, especially the Catholic high schools. I mean, we used to yeah. we used to. We used to have some good rivalries there. So, <laughs> absolutely, man. Listen, man. So, um, <clears throat> really appreciate you being on. Um, you know, uh, like I said, we go way back, but um, you know, I just, you know, it's 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 interesting, you know. And even when when we were talking and and I was coming up with your bio and and stuff, I wasn't even a hundred percent sure, like you know where you know, where you ended up with soccer and, and, and different things like that. So um, really appreciate you just coming, coming on. And I think this will be good to just, um, you know, one catch up, but also of course, two just talk about, you know, your journey um, into life after sports. So um, listen, without further ado, let's get right into it. How did you get into soccer and, uh, and what initiated your love for the sport? Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, again, thank you for having me. And we spoke about our dads before, and I think, you know, that's probably the, the springboard to both of our soccer careers, right? It's, you know, watching our dad, you know, basically put a soccer ball at our foot from birth. And I have an older brother, so he would, you know, he played five years before I did. So I'd be at all of his games and practices with a ball. And second I was able to get on the field and put a jersey on, I was there, you know, and still to this day, I still play every day. I don't miss an Arsenal match at all. So it's, it's in my blood, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, we'll get into it later on, but I think uh, my career had taken a different turn um, with a couple of unfortunate events, but it is what it is, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And listen, shout out Arsenal. I know we're, we're both pretty big Arsenal fans, so shout out there Arsenal. You go. First place, five points at the top of the table heading into the uh, the World Cup. So Love that. <laughs> plug that in right there. Um, and you mentioned, you know, you did, yeah, you mentioned your brother, and I specifically remember remember your brother well. And and just, just what stood out to me is you said that there was, a, I think, a five-year difference is what you said, yep. um, which is actually the same exact difference between me and my brother. And my brother uh, grew up playing soccer as well, so I think it was just natural for us to get into it. But what were those competitions like with your with your brother when you were younger? Like you always had the upper hand, or, or what? Man, my brother stayed the same height from when he was like twelve, so it was it wasn't that challenging. But he was a bull. He was a lefty. He was a defender. He was like a Roberto yeah. Carlos. Okay, okay. And I, and I was like a little prima donna back in the day, trying to make you know, <laughs> him every five seconds. So he'd put me on my ass every so often. But listen, he he made me a tough player, especially like when going into college. He showed me exactly what I needed. I needed to you know bring to the table. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that. I love that. And, um, you know, what was, if you, I, I know we, we spoke a little bit about, about childhood sports memories, different things like that, but I want to ask you, you know, if there was something that stood out to you as like your most favorite childhood sports memory, just something that you look back at, I mean, being that you still have the cleats from the state cup final, that maybe, maybe that might be it, but you know, in your own words. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a bunch, definitely that state cup one was, you know, that was like our first real, competitive you know statewide tournament that we were able to come you know participate in so that was awesome but i think when we went to croatia as a team um got to play in like you know in my dad's hometown and uh playing in some some really cool stadiums out there i had my family watching you know we had all the boys on the team come and play so that was one of my uh my most famous you know soccer memories wow that's great that's great and no, listen that's incredible to go to croatia and where's your dad's hometown if you don't mind me asking yeah so my dad's from uh zadar actually the same uh place where luka modric is from okay 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 shout out damn yeah that must have been incredible that must have been yeah. incredible. 
And what, you know, looking back at it, what was your, you know, what was your dream? What did you ultimately want to accomplish with, with soccer in the future? Yeah, man. I mean, we all dedicated our lives, right? So it's like, how far can I go with this? Can it pay the bills? Can, you know, can it make sure that I'm, I'm going as far as, you know, playing in front of 70, 80, 90, 100,000 fans? Um, ultimately, my I always thought of it as staying in love with the sport and making sure that I was going to, you know, bring it to as far as I could bring it to. And then when that time ended, it, you know, unfortunately ended, but um, you know, I would love to have been a professional playing for one of the top teams in the world, but um, you know, things happen. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you kind of mentioned, you know, your goal was to really just kind of take soccer to, to, to the highest that you could, you know, if, if, if it meant professional, it meant professional. Right. So what was, you know, maybe, you know, was there, can you point to specifically like the highest point in your career where you just kind of felt like, man, like this, this, this can be this dream of just maybe even going professional, this can be realistic. Was there, you know, a specific moment or, or maybe time period that you could point to where you felt like this is the highest in my career and you felt closest to that, to that dream? Yeah. So when I transferred to NJIT, I actually I played center mid my whole life, and then I made the transition to center back. Uh, shout out to Caesar, Coach Caesar. He, he believed that I was, you know, one of the best center backs that <laughs> that played for his team, and uh, it was great. I mean, we had guys on the on the sidelines looking at us all the time from Red Bull and you know the local teams, and we I would always get good feedback from the coaches, like you know, keep going, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and you know, I was even in contention for a captain spot at one point, so. Um, at that point, I was like, "All right, cool. I made it to the D1 squad. I'm I'm enjoying it again, and you know, I'm I'm playing really well." So at that point, I was like, "Man, this this could be it." Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you you kind of made a reference to earlier that you know maybe things didn't work out the way that it that it, that you kind of hoped that it would. So you know, it was there. I guess was there was there a specific moment where you kind of realized that that this dream, right. You, you kind of felt that high at, let's say at, at New Jersey and NJIT and, and, um, but was there a moment when you kind of realized that this dream that you had, um, you know, would be kind of unattainable or, or just out of reach? Yeah, it was actually during a preseason game against St. Francis. And, uh, actually one of my buddies that used to play with me on St. Peter's, Richie Arcoy played for St. Francis and he was dribbling down the sideline. Um, and I was just, you know, messing around with him. It was preseason game and you know obviously we wanted to win but I went to get in there and my cleat got caught in the turf and I popped my knee out I didn't think it was anything serious I kept playing a couple days went by I couldn't even walk and <clears throat> and then uh got the news that I tore my meniscus and I was like oh man this thing so doctor was like no surgery needed you need six weeks off whatever and um you know I started resting for a while and then things came into my mind like do, am I going to continue playing do I want to waste six weeks do I get an internship so uh I met I met someone that had an internship in the city uh for a media company and um I was like you know what it's time to just put soccer behind me so I took the internship and uh, luckily I ended up getting hired full-time which I spent the last uh well prior to this company I'm out I'm out now I spent seven years there and then from there I went into uh you know, the same field. I'm I, now I work for Firefly. I'm a VP there. So, you know, all I, everything happens for a reason, but, um, and the in, injuries really mess with you. You know, I, I wasn't strong enough to, in, in my mind to, you know, stay there and wait six weeks and want to get back out there. I wanted to kind of figure out what my, what turn my life was going to take at that point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's, 
listen, that's 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 such a harsh injury, right? It's just especially when there's 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 no tackle, there's no contact, right? And even growing up, I remember my dad always thought I was so I was so nervous about playing with cleats on turf because I just always you like your cleats would get stuck, right? And then your yep. knee would keep going. And throughout college, oh my god, even my college coach, like it would be downpour. I'd be slipping on the turf. He's like, put on your cleats. I would never. I would never. I was just always and also my brother actually tore his uh, I think it was his meniscus in a very similar way. Like when he was first year in in high school, he was getting back into playing. And at that point, he was like, ah, forget about it, you know? So I was just always just so, and it's, it's so unfortunate when you see those things happen, you know? And I, even to this day, like, I will not step on turfs with, with, with a pair of cleats. So listen, man, that's, that's, uh, I totally get it. And, and that's, that's just like the harshest of injuries to come when, again, there's, there's just no contact and, and those things just happen. So you kind of mentioned that, you know, after that, you, you, you possibly like, you know, reevaluate a little bit, talked about, you know, possibly getting an internship. So at that point, was that, was that like, okay, this was, you know, there wasn't really any coming back from that in, in your eyes at this point, you were like, nah, you know what, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of call it quits here when it comes to soccer. Yeah, it was tough, right? Cause I'm still in school. So I would see the boys and they're practicing and I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm coming with my hood over my head. I don't want them to see me. I want to kind of, you know, run by the field as quick as possible because next thing I'm going to want to put my boots on and get back out there. Right. But then on the other side, it's like, you know, I'm working with guys that are four or five years older than me. You know, they've got nice watches. They drive a nice cars. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I can switch to my, this lifestyle, you know? And, uh, you know, I spoke to my parents about it and, you know, my, actually my mom was more upset than my dad. You know, my mom was like, well, you can't, you can't, I dedicated my entire life to you. You're going to quit this quick. And I'm like, it's not really quitting, you know? And my dad's like, well, you got to make a decision what's best for your life. So, you know, make sure that, you know, if, if this is what you want to do, finish school, work, get a job and that's it, you know? So yeah. Nice. nice. I did. Yeah. I mean, listen, I could. I could only see your your mom's heartbreak when you told her that. Like <laughs> your mom was out there, she was grinded with you, you know. So, <laughs> Dude. I mean, the I stuff that she, yeah, the stuff that they sacrificed for, yeah, you know, not just me, but you know, my whole team, Samil and Rafa, Leo, Alfonso, all of them. You know, I've been playing with those guys since basically birth. You know, and uh, my mom and dad dedicated a lot of time to that. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And listen, and, and that's just you know that's just a just a lot of love to to go out to all those all those parents that that really because it really is a, it's a big sacrifice, especially you know you know you know how much we used to play back then. It was a tournament every weekend. It was and it was it was funny like you know and you especially when you had almost parents that were so involved, even as coaches, right? Um, a lot of times they they became sort of like you know parental figures for for you know for a lot of these people. Not you know not saying that you know they didn't have their own parents, but just you know you you just you just kind of you know you develop such a strong connection, and they're so involved with with the kids and and everything at every level. So it's just like man, and again, like I you know I'm sure that. As do I, you know, I'm sure that you have still had people that, that come up to you and always just ask you about your mom, your dad, you know, because, I mean, they All just played time. a pivotal a pivotal role, you know, in, in life growing up. So, you know, you kind of mentioned and, and it seems like you were able to, you know, to make that transition process outside of sport maybe a little bit quicker, right? Um, just, you know, a little bit quicker than, you know, it didn't happen right after college, kind of happened actually during college. But you mentioned that that, that period was tough. You know, was there... I guess, you know, just kind of delving deeper into that, was there a specific like moment that you can point to where you were like, man, this is, 
Um, I'm just kind of at my lowest in terms of really just whether it's missing the game or really just uh, I'm just, you know, my head's not in the right place right now. Is there is there a specific moment or period that was just like stands out as that that toughest moment for you? Yeah, it's actually it's funny. It's like kind of a hybrid between the work and 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 soccer life. Right. And so I got hired as like a junior salesman slash intern um, and we're competitive. Right. So I couldn't play ball. I wasn't selling anything. And uh, now I'm like going back to my life. I'm like, damn, did I did I mess up? Did I not want to? Then I should should have stuck with soccer. Am, am I in the wrong field? Am I you know wasting my time here? So I was all over the place, man. At the, some at the point, I was like, I'm out. So I just quit, you know, the the internship. Started working for like some construction company for a little bit, and then uh, I had to like reevaluate my life. But I lasted like six months at working construction, which I thought I wasn't gonna last that either. But you know, that was tough, man, because, you know, it, it brings you down to, to the bottom, bottom, right? Work's not working out. You, you, the love of your life, which is that ball, it kind of is no longer part of it. And, uh, you know, I can only watch from afar and on TV and enjoy it. So, and uh, at the point, I'm just an Arsenal fan, so we weren't doing that good either. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was, I wasn't getting any satisfaction out of the sport. Um, but yeah, so, you know, again, after that, you know, I took about a year to reevaluate my life and see what's up. So Vector Media called me back to another internship where I went into a full-time position for about five or six years there, um, became, you know, a full-time employee. And then I took a, you know, jump to a startup called Firefly, which is growing quickly. It's, you know, I've been there as number 15 employee and now we're over 200 um, I grew to a VP at this point, and um, so it's it's been you know really 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 good. Yeah, <clears throat> no, no. Listen, I think, and and for everyone, it's it's different, right? For you, you kind of mentioned that um, it took you possibly like a solid year of just trying to figure things out, right? And then you quit your internship, you got into construction, and you know, and and it really just kind of took you some time to to, to really kind of reevaluate. And and I mean, I think all of us, especially once we kind of. I wouldn't say give up on the game, but once we move on from the game, all of us think, you know, always have that that kind of what if in our minds, you know, what if just something happened differently or what if we stuck with something a little bit longer, right? But just, you know, looking back at it, is there, you know, and and possibly not, but, you know, I'll, I'll ask you, but is there any any specific moment that, that if you had some sort of like magic wand, right, and you could go back in time, is there any specific moment that you would go back to and, and kind of change whether it was the, the outcome or, or, or anything like that? Yeah. So, you know, this is a story I don't think I've ever told anyone. Um, but when we were at Brooklyn Knights right before, you know, it was like probably the start of the academy. You know, we came from Silver Lake to Brooklyn Italians, then Brooklyn Italians to the Knights all together. You know, it was 15 of us that, you know, been playing for, what, maybe 10 years together or more. Um, and there was a certain point where, I won't mention names of one of the coaches had said, you know, we want to keep a few of you, but we can't keep all of you, you know, and what do you want to do? You know, I knew that if I was going to play for the Knights, then my shot at getting a scholarship playing D1 with all the showcasing was, you know, definitely going to be better than going back and playing for Civil Lake. Um, nothing right. against Civil Lake, but, you know, just the exposure that the Brooklyn Knights were getting. So, I, I made a decision to actually go back and, and leave the Knights and stick with the boys. So, you know, I think at that point, if I would have stayed, this could have 
played out completely different. You know, at that point, you know, UC Santa Barbara was looking at me. I went to the camp out there. Mm. I was talking to the head coach all, you know, every other day we were, we were, you know, BS and texting all this stuff. So um, I was getting a lot of good views, but then when I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be at, you know, the, the Rahway Thanksgiving tournament. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. oh, all right, send me a video. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And uh, so that was it, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, listen, I, that's that, that was because, you know, when, especially we kind of grew up and obviously Academy and, and MLS next and, and the, the whole dynamic of soccer, youth soccer in America has kind of shifted, right. In terms of really kind of creating the system to, to, to funnel all of the, the best players and to get the best exposure, all of that. So, but we were kind of in the, in the midst of that when they, when Academy first came around. And I remember <clears throat> that, I was on the team Auburndale at the time and, 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 you know, obviously it was just, that was just not one of the teams that were in Academy. There are about only three teams in New York. And that was when I made the shift to Gachi, which was, you know, I, as much as I love Gachi, I hated it at the time because I was like, man, like Auburndale, we used to have some fierce rivals with Gachi. I was like, I don't like those kids. Like, I don't want to go there, you know? And, um, and my dad is actually funny. My dad kept coaching the Auburndale soccer team for, I think about a year or two after I was, you know, kind of transferred over to, or switched over to to the, to the Gachi Academy team, but yeah, it was you know uh, it was it was a it was a tough decision because you just you just think about your boyhood club and and that's a family in itself. Then it you know unfortunately things get broken up just for you know um, and I'm not going to say for the wrong reasons, right? Because um, you know at the end of the day, it is it is you know the 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 whole academy is to find those those best players, get them all in one league. But yeah, man, I I, I relate to you on that. I think that was. That was, that was a tough decision for me, so I, I don't I don't fault you for for going back with the boys, man. <laughs> yeah, man. The good thing is we're still we're still boys, you know. I got you know I still talk to Samuel Alfonso, even like Rafael Leo, even though we you know they stay with the academy, I still talk to them all the time, you know. But um, you build a family through the sport, man. It's that's the best part of it. For sure, for sure. And listen, man, I think I think some of our best days came pre-academy. You know, those those are the days that, that we all remember when we were all just, you know, it was it was ultimately, I mean, it was it was fun. Like that's that's the days that we all think about when when we're all talking to each other and everything like that. So so what is, you know, obviously you you did make that transition outside of sport and you know, seems like you're obviously doing, you know, very well in your, your profession right now. But what was the the biggest, would you say, lesson that you learned from the transition process outside of sport and just like sport retirement? What would you say if there's one lesson that you can point to? What would you say that lesson is? It's always follow your heart, man. It's, you know, sometimes, you know, your head thinks you want to do one thing, but in your heart, you know, you got to do something else. And at that point, when I knew in my heart that I had to give up playing soccer and focus on my life, you know, I did it and, you know, knock on wood, wherever there's wood in this house, but um, you know, I did make a, a good decision because, you know, I, I, I got married. I, I bought my first house with my wife within the years that I was at Vector, had my first daughter there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it would have happened down the road, but again, I, everything happens for a reason because I followed my heart and I, I, you know, I, I did what I fought, felt was best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's not always an, an easy thing to do. And, and listen, shout out to you again. And uh, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, but yeah, Chris is, is a father of a, of a lovely daughter. I'm always seeing pictures on, on Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, and you mentioned she's, uh, how would you say it in your own words? She's a little active. <laughs> active. A, little, a little active. Tasmanian devil, dude. He's, he's nuts. 
<laughs> but she's the best. I wouldn't trade her for the world. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, and congrats on, on on the new daughter that you have on the way. Um, seems like Thank your you. girl dad is just is just what fits you, I guess, huh? Yeah, I told my wife I'm gonna have to go for one more. I I still need to get back into <laughs> soccer somehow. <laughs> That's not not saying the girls can't get into it, but you know. Right, it'll. Right. I could be a little bit more hard on, on my son if if I have one. So, gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, um, and and you kind of mentioned you know kind of getting back into soccer a little bit. Obviously, um, you mentioned your 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 love for Arsenal, <clears throat> and I'm a big Arsenal fan as well. So I know we're watching those games together. But you know, are you still involved in the game in any way? And uh, and if so, how? Yeah, so I still play and. Not not that competitive because my my brain runs faster than my feet do at this point. But uh, I still play <laughs> al- almost every Sunday on the league on Staten Island, and then once the winter season starts, I'll be in um, a touch in Jersey. Be playing a that's a pretty competitive league there, so it's fun, you know. The boys still got it, surprisingly. Yeah, bad, listen, it, you know. <laughs> and that and that that knee is like fully recovered. It's never it's never really giving you any issues. No, I'm telling you, it feels better than it did before. Oh man, oh man. Well, listen, we gotta we gotta meet up in one of these Sunday leagues one of these days. So let's do it and and uh, and and touch around. I'll, I gotta see if 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 your 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 uh, your words hold true. If you really still got it, uh, I know you were you were kind of like the the assist king back in the day, like handing out assists left and right. Classic number ten. Yeah. So I gotta see just, for myself. Just put you on the other team so I can play better. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, uh, listen, Chris. I think we'll hold it there. Um, really appreciate you just just coming on and 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 really just again talking about just just your your journey. And your journey was was a little bit different, right? And and it's something that even though I you know I, I follow you on the gram and and we kind of keep in touch, I didn't even fully know about. And I'm glad that you were able to to share some of that. I think you mentioned one of the stories was something that you never even really told anybody. So listen, man, really appreciate just how how honest you were, how vulnerable you were, and. Um, you know, this this will go a long way. I think it's you know that that kind of lesson that you had to to kind of follow your heart, right? Um, is is something that that a lot of athletes are, that that can relate to, whether they're still playing or or just to, you know or or not anymore. So, listen, man, this was great. Really appreciate you coming on, and um, yeah, it's just it was great catching up with you, man. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you having me, and uh, it's always great to catch up with you, man. For sure, man. Well, listen again. Best of luck on on the uh, the incoming baby and uh, and the family, and uh, and we'll talk soon, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Have a good one, man.